I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Yeah, it's fine. It was all wrong. It doesn't have to be true. I just have to say it with confidence. I learned that from presidents. Anyway. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 126 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. We are talking She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, episode 8. And we finally get Daredevil. Mm. No one thought it was going to happen. Four seasons too early. Crawford (laughs) had to convince that it was just going to be a four-year-long tease. And we were never going to see Daredevil. But it happened. Um, And we've got stuff to talk about. We're going to jump right into it. But actually, before we jump right into episode eight, um, I do want to bring up uh, a travesty, an injustice that happened last week. When I said that Saracen, I think, is a vampire, but it was never explicitly stated. And then both Drews, the one that's supposedly handsome and the one that definitely spells his name with a U, said, no, it is explicitly said when they, when, when they introduce him that he is a vampire. So I went back and I watched episode seven just for you two yahoos. Mm. And uh, Tim Roth says, this is Saracen. He thinks he's a vampire. Um, and he does continue to freak out about blood. For the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like a formal apology on air right now uh, from you both. You know, I, I love that you refuse to be petty, Kyle, and don't drag the score us is down. Now Kyle, at least 17. Mm-hmm. Drew with the U is a negative two. And I think Crawford might have a point or two for knowing Valyrian uh, over the last five or six weeks. But uh, I'm strongly in the lead right now, which I feel pretty good about. Um, for She-Hulk episode 8, uh, Leapfrog is introduced, um, who is in comics. I feel like the only thing I'm good for on this is giving <laughs> tickets and Easter eggs. Uh, in the comics, he is a wannabe Daredevil and Spider-Man villain. So I think the fact that he uh, is, is uh, going into court against Daredevil, and this was a fun little nod to that. Yeah. It was actually kind of the perfect time to, to bring Daredevil in when you're doing a B-list wannabe villain but his uh his catchphrase ribbit and rip it yeah is maybe my favorite catchphrase <laughs> of all time now and i am strongly considering buying a frog suit just so i can say ribbit and rip it <laughs> so yeah wanted to start this off just by noting that daredevil finally showed up and it took long enough and they teased it long enough and i want to get y'all's opinion on daredevil and the way he was portrayed in this episode at the end um, but, uh, what were your guys' initial thoughts of the courtroom scene, uh, between Daredevil and She-Hulk? Man, when he showed up, first of all, it was a breath of fresh air, because I was like, <laughs> ooh, I forgot how much I liked him as an actor. Yeah. And yeah. It, it made me remember how much I really enjoyed the Daredevil show. It was, it was great. It was also nice for him to show up and, uh, actual lawyering to take place right. again yeah. on this show. That was really nice. One thing that bothered me again was that we finally get a superhero case and it immediately ties to her personal life. Like once again, sure. It's like mm-hmm. there has to, like she has to be doing a job in the background somewhere that like <laughs> is just not being talked about on this show because she gets a nominee for so. female lawyer of the year. And I know I'm jumping ahead here, but like why, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, she yeah. hasn't done anything except lose cases. 
I think they nominated all of the female lawyers in Los Angeles. If if I read the room yeah. right yeah. at the end of that episode, that that was a funny um, bit in and of itself. That there are like one that there's a category for that, like named that, and that two they're like we think this is just everybody. So it's pretty sexist uh, yeah. out there. The uh, did y'all catch? Um, well, first off, I did scream when he walked in. I knew it was coming. Of course, to me. like I knew that what it was. But when he walked in, I went ah. Yeah, he screamed very loud. Almost woke up my wife and daughter. Um, but did you notice that uh, Matt Murdock dropped a line while they were talking? He said the Sokovia. He said, "Ma'am, may I remind you the Sokovia Accords have been repealed," mm-hmm. which is the first time anybody said Sokovia Accords since Captain America: Civil War. Uh, you see the repercussions of that in Infinity War, um, but then after that, just kind of, no one said anything. Um, so that is a nice little tidbit of exposition that wasn't. Uh, really like right in front of you on the nose of being like, well, remember back four years ago when Thunderbolt Ross, like it was uh, just a nice little line of uh, dialogue yeah. that kind of lets you connect the dots on your own. I think this show has, um, has maybe maybe overly gone the way of uh, avoiding exposition. Um, and to, I think that's part of the reason why it's kind of like what is happening and what's the point and where is this going? Because they, they're not really telling you a whole lot. They're letting you link a lot of stuff together. So I enjoyed that little tidbit to kind of give you a, oh, that's right. This is still in the same universe where everything else we've seen is happening. It just feels really weird. Yep. And then I thought of you both um, when they're at the bar after Jen loses another case. Mm-hmm. And he orders her an apple teeny, mm-hmm. um, which obviously green just for She-Hulk. But uh, even more so because of uh, Scrubs. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the line? I, apple teeny, heavy on the apple. Uh, yeah, light on a teeny. Um, I also hundred dollars for an apple teeny. That honestly, a little light on the teeny. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I paused it and said out loud, "You're a good barkeep. Never make fun of me when I order the teenies." Well, drink them myself. <laughs> uh, My question yeah. is, I I don't want to poke holes in this show, but how does Daredevil know that an apple teeny is green? These are well, the he's questions. Blind. He's not an idiot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bet someone has told him at some point in time either apples are green and red or an apple teeny See, is even green. then he'd have a 50-50 shot and my guess would have been red. I'm just saying. Anywho. <laughs> uh, probably green actually makes a lower tone. Than all the other colors, so he can <laughs> so, hear yeah. in the in the sure. glass that yeah, like it, it sounds green. So I I do want to poke holes at this uh, at this scene because uh, I thought their chemistry was really good. They were fun to watch together on yeah. screen. Um, but he at one point says to her um, something like, you know, "I think you're in a really good spot because Jim Walters can help people when society fails, and then She Hulk can help people when the law fails," which I thought was a really fun line and. Was good in theory, uh-huh. but that's also not true at all because everybody knows she's She Hulk. Yeah. So let's say she's trying to put a murderer behind bars, and the and uh, the law failed, and that guy gets off. If she goes and kills that <laughs> guy, everybody's gonna know. Yeah. It's not like she is there. She's the masked vigilante who can go out and make justice uh-huh. behind the scenes, like. She's like full on Tony Stark. Everybody knows who she is. Yeah. So I, I think that was a fun line, but I also don't think that made any sense. Um, no, I agree. <laughs> also, the one thing that step... made the most. Sorry, go ahead. 
We'll say, also, if you take a step back, that line's not so fun either, because if she's a lawyer and doesn't win a case and then goes out and kills the other guy, then she'll I don't think she's a really good female lawyer superhero. <laughs> Quite possibly. The thing that uh, and then did was the most believable about this for me was that you're seeing all these wannabe superheroes slash supervillains now in the world. Like mm-hmm. this whole series is showing you all the like C listers of yeah. superheroes of like all these people that just it's great. have money or like one random talent. And they're like, look, I'm now also a superhero, which is exactly what would happen yeah, if yeah. we lived in a world where superheroes actually existed. Like everybody with just the smallest bit of, tech savvy or money would be like and watch me try to be a superhero now and die (laughs) and i think that that's the most believable part about this whole show (laughs) i like that um did y'all notice when they're on the rooftop fighting um she hulk and daredevil and she she easily beats him which i think I think that's the only way that would actually end. I appreciated that little bit of realism mm-hmm. that she just clapped her aloud and then he was all of a sudden, well, I'm useless and now. ran away. <laughs> she takes off his, yeah. Um, and uh, and he, he, she's like, what are you, the yellow demon or yeah. something? He goes, come on, I'm Daredevil. <laughs> and they had the little uh, Netflix Daredevil theme uh, underneath yeah. that. Man, I got like goosebumps and I know that's dumb and I know that I shouldn't have, but I really thought that was great. And I was like, oh, the feels are back. <laughs> I also laughed at that same scene where she goes, do you pretend to be blind? Because that's messed up. And then <laughs> yes. and then uh, he was like, no, I'm not the bad guy. I was saving him. She's like, sorry, I assume the guy dressed like the devil was the bad guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good point. So, yeah. Kyle, can you correct, can you comic book knowledge me here? Was Daredevil a response to Batman? Was he like the Marvel's Batman? No, I don't. No, no. the little devil horns. The, if, if Marvel had a response to Batman, it was a hundred years later, and it was Moon Knight. Okay, okay. Uh, I think Daredevil was kind of its own, its own entity. Although it is kind of the same thing, Orphan Boy, right? Um, who fights in the dark, but it's that's a lot of characters. Yeah, I know. It's just the mask with the two little horns or the bat ears that kind of yeah. was like I wonder. He's always jumping across rooftops and and stuff. But uh no, I I love him as a character. I love fighting. like you said Crawford the C-list. I mean, he's not a C-lister. He's obviously like B-lister, top tier B-list, we'd say. Sure. Um but I I love their dynamic. Not just their, I mean their chemistry is great also, but I love the brawler Hulk with the brooding kind of intellectual fighter that uh, Daredevil is. And I, I think that combo is really fun. And then their dynamic of giving each other crap for you know being a lumbering, huge punch and being a nimble, slow, 45-minute <laughs> taking down the henchman goon squad. Yeah. Yeah. That whole scene is great. He had a couple of fun one-liners. While they were on the rooftop and while they were about to take down the bad guys. And I thought we were about to get another, like, classic Daredevil hallway warrior fight scene. And then she just smashes through (laughs) the roof. And I was like... When two things happened for me in about 30 seconds. He turned the corner and I paused it and said, we're going to get a hallway fight. And then he fought three of them and got to the end of the hallway and turned around. And I paused it and looked at my wife and said... There's about to be a bigger fight, and then right before it happens, She-Hulk's going to bust through one of the walls and take them all out. She came through a ceiling 
So I feel like I still got it right on a <laughs> no, technical count. Count, but yeah, you still got it. Um, yeah, it's pretty obvious all the way through. That's the one thing that bothers me about this show is you're like, all right, I get it's coming, so just do it. <laughs> just, just get there already. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. I thought the uh, lily pad um, <laughs> as the bad funny. guy's bat cave was funny. Um, he had a quip in there about a British AI talking in his suit, which is that was fun. Yeah. This this whole thing is just kind of like campy and fun. And yeah, I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on it. The best part about this episode and maybe the whole series up to this point. Was seeing Daredevil do the walk of shame in the bright of day, holding his, his holding his boots. Outfit. Yeah, yeah. Just put your boots back on, dude. But no, I, yeah, I agree. That was so funny. Way Seems better. Like a good time for it. Uh, yeah, no, that was a that was a really great comedic moment, and I think a lot of the internet is up in arms, uh, as we uh, there always are about everything, but um, because. This Daredevil is so different than the one from the Netflix series. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, in tone and in uh, everything, basically. But I, I, I had this kind of realization when I was thinking about how uh, Civil War, the comic, is one of my favorite comics. Um, and then Captain America Civil War is one of my favorite MCU movies. They're very different. And um, that bothers some people. It doesn't bother me because I had the stories in the comics. And then I got the movie, yeah. and I enjoyed them both. And I think it's okay that they can be different, and they can be um, they, they can be different, but they can both be good. Um, and you know, I, I already got to read the comic, so if they just put that into a movie, it would be probably a little less fun than a new story. So when I was thinking about this, everybody's like, "Oh, he's not the dark and brooding character from the Netflix series." Like, sure, but we kind of already got that. Yeah, we we got three seasons of that, and it was awesome. Um, and we got a really bad season of the Defenders <laughs> um, with that as well. And when we get more of him, and so, you know, I, I think that it's okay to appreciate both, and I don't think it ruins one or takes away from another one. We don't even know if what happened on the Netflix series is canon at this point. It's true. It could have been another timeline, it could have been another universe, it could have been another, you know, whatever. A variant. So I think the fact that, I, don't, I might be preaching to nobody here, but I think that just because something is different doesn't mean that you, you it, it has to tarnish the thing that came before it. I think that you get to see different takes on the same story or on the same characters. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but did that bother you guys too much that he wasn't dark and brooding like we had gotten used to? No, it not didn't at bother all. me at all. I actually assumed that we were getting the same Daredevil from the same Netflix show, but just he's evolved, as you know, you want your characters to do. Sure. Because, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's not as dark and brooding anymore because he has come to some self-realization maybe he's accepted you know a little bit of what he does and who he is and he knows his role and he can't save everybody but he's doing the bet like he's enjoying that what he can do and i don't know maybe there's been some resolution with kingpin we don't know yeah we don't know so just because you don't see the interim doesn't mean that he's like a totally different person he may just evolved like tony stark in endgame is not tony stark from Iron Man 1, and nobody was like, oh, that's not the same guy. It's like, yeah, but there was like nine movies in between where he changed. So that happens. I don't know. It didn't bother me at all. I actually really like him. Plus, he's on vacation, you know. He's coming down. He wins his case. He has a one-night stand. He's hitting off with She-Hulk. I mean... Who would be happy in those Comes circumstances? Comes to town, gets a new suit, gets a yeah, guy, new suit. Uh, out, out of a case, wins a case, bangs a girl. 
takes down a super villain. Has a pretty good weekend yeah. for uh, for old Matt Murdock. New yeah. suit, new me. Um, yeah. Oh, in the gold suit, I like the gold suit a lot. Uh, I I don't think it makes any sense. Yeah, not at all. I don't think it makes any sense at all. But I love that they brought that back, and that's a fun little nod I think, to the comics. I think we're gonna get a lot more comic accurate suits going forward. I think that's, what it's that's gonna like, be yeah. the the future. I'm I, we're I'm calling it now. We'll get. A 100% accurate comic book Wolverine suit in Daredevil three, or sorry, Deadpool three. Yeah, they should. So I think they kind of started with the X Men and Fantastic Four, them making them practical right, suits instead right. of their whatever their their comic booky ones. And for whatever reason, we've seen a, a super big shift uh, from that, which I'm all for. Uh, and then this episode ends with <laughs> Jen looking at the camera and going. Doesn't it feel like this episode should be over? What What is this episode? Why are we still here? <laughs> I thought that was really fun. And then uh, you just know it's all downhill from yeah, there. Yeah. She's getting ready to go to the, the award ceremony. Uh, I think the ending of that with, uh, I'm assuming is the intelligentsia hacking into the, the video board and uh, posting the videos and all the, the hate towards Jin, I think probably confirms my theory that uh, the intelligentsia is going to end up being a bunch of internet nerds that are hateful and uh, just want to see the world burn, um, which I don't know what that's, I don't know how that sets up an intriguing finale. So I'm a little bit, this I think might've been my favorite episode of the series so far, but I don't know where it's going and I'm not sure I care too much where it's going either. Uh, so predictions for you guys or how did you feel about the ending and what do you think it's leading to? Man, our, our girl Jen just can't catch a break. She is getting every single, like, you're a woman in the world bad thing that's happened. Uh, like, it's, it's, you get passed over at your job. You get, you get superpowers, but you can't use them because then people are like, ooh, you're like a girl that's freaking out. And then she finally figures out how to handle all of that, push through all that crap, and then gets, uh, you know, publicly shamed. And didn't ask for any of that personal life blasted. That sucks. That's uh, that's that's rough. It's literally like the trifecta of every bad thing that has ever happened to a woman. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's just real bad. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if this is going to end in a court case or like a court of public opinion, but she's going to have to win something. <laughs> And I, I don't say that tongue in cheek. I mean, like, she's going to have to either win, like, a court case against the intelligentsia and, like, bring them down through the legal system, or she's going to have to, like, make a plight through, like, Twitter and maybe use uh, uh, Titania's, like, social influence or whatever to get that message out to the world, and then she'll win, th- like, the the public opinion over, and that's how she'll... Get through. I don't know. Maybe a Sakarian really warship will show up. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe that will be relevant again. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. Like, what have they set up? Maybe Abomination coming in. I don't see that happening. Um, the Hulk's gone off in space, so he's not coming back. The we're setting up for Secret Invasion, so it's it's you know looking more and more like we're gonna have a fairly anticlimactic ending of either her her punching a bunch of internet nerds or winning a court case, which is, you know, great, but also not really a huge 
battle set scene and then one little Easter egg after the credit scene where her blood gets taken to the leader or, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's probably what's going to happen. I've enjoyed the show. I like if we got more stuff in the C tier, B tier realm of superheroes and dealing kind of more with like, I am trying to break into the superhero. I'm not an Avengers worldwide phenomenon. I'm just trying my best to be the 12th fastest speedster in the universe and dealing with that kind of, I don't know, like local neighborhood superheroism. Um, but yeah, I think I think I don't think we're gonna get something super flashy and and huge for the finale. The other thing I can yeah, see happening I mean, is uh, she does punch a bunch of people or whatever and saves the day as She Hulk, but then she actually gets convicted of a crime, and then she goes on the lam. And she becomes a fugitive for well, justice. And that's my, how she gets into Secret Wars. <laughs> my my question here, and correct me if they've set this up, but why does Intelligentsia hate her so much? She's a woman with powers. That's it? That's that's the yep. message? Okay. You've been off the internet for a while, but yeah, uh, that's happening a lot in the uh, real world. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I didn't know if... Kind of is what they're, they're going for. Normally, they, they, you know, like the superhero, superhero saves somebody's life, but causes an amount of damage to structures or something. And then they're like, oh, you saved all of our lives, but you didn't do it good enough, so now we hate you. No, no. She is the female version of a, of a hero that was traditionally a male that they liked and then said, oh, ruining it. You try and tell me this show is a commentary on our world at large. Wow. And that's all we got time for on this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. Uh, I guess we're kind of looking forward to the finale of She-Hulk coming up this week. I don't know. Take it or leave it. What are you going to do? Stick around for the (laughs) next episode. Uh, where we are talking about House of the Dragon, Episode 8, next. <laughs>